Good afternoon and welcome to the Inside the Movement podcast. I'm your host, Maddie, and I'm here sitting across today from Harley Kilgo, who is a resident on staff. Super excited to be with her today. Harley, can you tell me about like what you do in the residency program, who leads you, kind of what your day-to-day looks like? Yes, absolutely. Perfect timing. I was just telling Maddie, <laughs> it's perfect timing that I'm on the podcast today. Um, I just made a transition over to the creative team. Um, and I've stepped onto the content team with Josh, Reed, and Becca um, Morgan. And so, yeah, so we're still kind of getting into the flow of what that looks like day to day. But the heart and vision of that team is to produce discipleship content for the digital platform. So a lot of blogs, podcast things, um, kind of of that nature. So still kind of getting to the flow of what that looks like. But um I have a huge heart for discipleship, so it's one thing that attracted me kind of to that team. Um, so, yeah, so super excited to be with them. Um, it's really fun. Even in the few days we've been together, all the conversations that we've gotten to have, and I just feel so challenged already. So it's going to be so good. That's awesome. I know they're super excited to have you on yeah. board, too. And the creative team, we're pumped to have you, <laughs> selfishly. So tell me a little bit about how you got to the residency at Crosspoint. Well, I like to say that I was just minding my business back in Georgia, <laughs> and the Lord was like, well, here you go. Um, I, When I graduated from college, I worked in college ministry for a year after college. So I was a part of the Wesley Foundation at my school um, and then stayed on staff with them for a year. And so was getting to the end of that back in March, April, May, was getting to the end of that season and was very much like, what do I do next? I have the opportunity to stay. Absolutely, I could. Um, or I could go. And, you know, I was in this part of like, God, if I go, where the heck do I go? I have no idea. Decisions are like a really hard thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so even getting to college and then after college and all of this is during the pandemic. And so there's like added layers on top of everything. And so I'm like, if I go, what do I do? Like, do I step into this corporate job? I didn't really feel a call to that. I felt a call to ministry for a while. Um and so knew that if I stayed, that there would be good things there, but didn't know if that's where I needed to be. And so was just praying through some things and some mentors in my life had just asked them to pray. And I remember a mentor in my life had sent me Crosspoint's Instagram post about the residency. And so I like looked at it and I'd looked into a few residency programs. I'd looked into some seminary programs. It just really was like, if I take a step in ministry, what will that look like? What's the next step? And so she sent me that post and I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> and so I applied on a whim and I was like, eh, I don't really know if I want to do this. I don't really, I'd followed Crosspoint loosely, but not very heavily, didn't know a ton. And so I was like, maybe I'll just apply, see what happens. And so I remember, <laughs> I remember I applied. Well, here's the funny thing. I, Again, bad at, bad at decisions. And so I remember my friend sent me this. And at the time, the deadline was like um, a week away. So she okay. sent it to me like on a Tuesday. And I think the next Tuesday it was due. Um, like you had to apply by then. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, crap. So I was like, this is the humor of God because he knows that I would put this off and then just never apply. So I remember it was like 10 p.m. the night it was due. And I was like, well, here we, here go. we go. I kept making up excuses. So I applied. I shut my computer and I was like, God, like. Honestly, I have no control in this. I don't even really know if this is something I want to do. But just if this is from you, if it's for me, open the door. Like I just very much in that season walked with an open hand because I had no idea. Hmm. And so I remember um, applied, closed the computer and was like, God, if it's for me, open the door. And so um, a 
a long detailed story from then to now. Um, he only continued to open the door even when I was like, please close the door, actually. <laughs> please let me stay where I am. Um, but really felt the Lord calling me out of discomfort and where I'd been for so long. And it was really good. And I knew that if I was there, it would have been good. Um, and he would have said yes there. But he also has given me this opportunity that he was in a lot of details with. Um, so, yeah, so applied and then had all the interviews and a lot of prayer, a lot of tears. And that transition was honestly super hard, but um, very much from God um, and very, very sweet to look back and remember um, the details of how all of it came to be. So, yeah, so yeah. that's how I got here. And I said yes, and <laughs> we laugh, but I'm like, I said yes, and I had no idea what I was saying <laughs> yes to, but a lot of faith um, and yeah. a lot of obedience and still walking with an open hand because we're walking into a program that isn't super established and we're getting to build it, which is really cool, but can be really hard when you have um, kind of a closed-minded view on that. So, sure. yeah, that's, that's how I got so here. Cool. We're glad you said yes. <laughs> I know it's hard, too, when you don't know, yeah. you know, but that's awesome that you're here. Um, so you mentioned Georgia. Is that where you're from? Oh, yes. I'm from the middle of Georgia. One, Andrew, our resident, always laughs at me because when someone asks me where I'm from, I'm always like, the middle of Georgia, like you wouldn't know where. And he's like, Harley, just tell them where you're from. Yeah. Like no one knows what the middle of Georgia is. I'm like, I'm literally from the middle of Georgia. If you look on the map, um, I'm from Gray, which is right outside of Macon, if mm -hmm. anyone knows where that is. Well, you're from Georgia, so. I'm from Georgia, but I also have cousins that live in Gray, so oh, I know where Gray is too. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yes, teeny tiny Gray, that's where yeah. I'm from. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, Gray is a little small town. It's tiny, it's but cute. it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's nothing <laughs> like Nashville, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Was this your first kind of like big move? Okay. Yeah. So I um, lived in Gray. I went to school in Milledgeville, which is about um, 30 minutes from my house. So went to school in Milledgeville, lived there for college and all of that. So I was there for five years, um, but was really close to home still. What's that school called? Um, Georgia College and State okay, yeah. University. I did a tour there. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's. I'm glad you can relate and yes. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to school not super far from home. Life looked very different, but was still very accessible to my people at home, yeah. my family, all those things. So yeah, um, this move was like the first big girl move, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that, um, away, away from family, where it's yeah. not like mom can come for dinner or I can just go home for comfort to see my dog, like things like that. So yeah, so this is a big, that's why that transition was so hard. Um, it's like something I always dreamed of. I'm like, I just want to get out. Like, I don't know if I want to get out forever, but like, I just want to experience. I want to be a part of something different or I want to live in a city that's not tiny gray, that we yeah. don't have anything. Um, so it's always something I dreamed of doing, but didn't know it would be as hard as it is. And like people tell you, and I knew it would, like I had perspective that it would be hard, but never... You can't really put words to it until no. you're in it. You don't know till you know. No, yeah, you yeah. don't know till you know. Um, <laughs> so definitely something I dreamed of. So it was very exciting, but came with a lot of um, like I I held a lot of joy and grief at the same time. Yeah. So um, very exciting, and it's awesome to be here now. It's so cool. It's so different, but yeah, this is the <laughs> the first big move. So yeah, how fun is that? I love it. I think <laughs> everybody should move. Yeah, make one big move once in their life, yeah. just to like. I think it gives you an opportunity to kind of explore your character yeah. and grow a lot, but it is not easy. It's not easy, but yeah, like you're saying, I think there's a lot you get to learn about yourself, yeah. just about kind of what you've been blinded by, mm -hmm. like what you've only seen within your four walls, if you want to say, like just get you out of that comfort and that culture you've always been in and just 
I don't know. There's a lot of experience and perspective that comes with it, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's fun. It's hard. But hard doesn't mean it's not good. So That's true. Tell me a little bit about your family life. Um, So, I have a ton of family. My immediate family, um, I have an older brother and then mom and dad, as we all do. <laughs> um, but we, um, my parents are together. I have a brother. He's older than me, and I actually have a half-sister. Um, yeah, what what can I say about them? <laughs> um, we're super close. We we operate a little differently. I didn't grow up in the church necessarily, so I kind of was a spiritual leader of myself and my household okay. when I came into faith. Um, I met my best friend to this day. We met in middle school, and she kind of extended an invitation into just stepping into faith and relationship with God. And so that was something that I um, chose and was was the leader, like leading myself almost. And so there's some tension there within family, but not like, um, it's just, I think our daily lives look different, but I like walk in relationship with Jesus and they're saved, but they don't walk in daily relationships. So there is a lot of tension there, but there's a lot of grace and they're a gift and I love them so much. And we are super close. And so being, I think even getting away from being right there close to them, like reminds me of how close we actually are because I see people that like don't have relationships with their parents, like don't talk to their mom every day or like my mom is so interested in everything I'm doing. So like (laughs) she wants all the details. She always wants to know. Um, So it's just even being away has reminded me like how much I care about those relationships and um, just how close we actually are and in the little details of life that they're a part of. Yeah. Um, And sometimes it's hard to like unpack all the daily things that are going on here and remind them of that there. So that's like also kind of a weird tension sometimes when you want to keep people up to date on your life, but you're like, gosh, I've forgotten all these things have happened. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so they're awesome. Love them a lot. And yeah, and from that, like have so much extended family too. So family's like a really big deal to me. And because I have a ton of friends who like have no family, like they don't even have cousins. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you didn't grow (laughs) up with all these people around you at all times. So yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that your family didn't really you didn't really grow up in church. So mm-hmm. how did you come to know Jesus? Yeah. So I, in seventh grade, I met this girl named Brandon and not Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> um, and we met in seventh grade and I remember she kept inviting me to this thing called prayer breakfast. And so in the middle of Georgia, um, in gray, we don't have a Chick-fil-A, we have Dairy Queen and our Dairy Queen serves <laughs> breakfast. And so they had this basically devotional program gathering time on Wednesday mornings before school that um, students would come together and would get breakfast and have a little devotional and just um, fellowship and be together. And then you'd go to school. So she kept inviting me to this thing, to that. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not waking up at 7 a.m., before 7 a.m. to get to Dairy Queen and eat breakfast with you. Like, no, not doing that. So um, she was very persistent, which I'm like, look back and when, now that I have vision for it, I'm like, oh, thank God she was persistent. Um, and so she continued to invite me, continued to invite me. And so I eventually went, accepted that invitation and started going. And at the time just was going cause it was fun, yeah. but it's the way that I got in. Like I had that moment, um, just to be a part of something. And so I think even at that age, 
there was a maturity that I that I kind of walked in that I knew that there was something else. Like I I didn't really fall into the scenes of like rebelling against your parents or just like a lot of those sometimes typical um, like teenage growing yep. up moments. And so I never really fell into a lot of those. Like I had a brother who did. <laughs> so for me, I didn't. And so, but I always knew there was something kind of more. And so when she extended that invitation, I was like, yeah, like I want to, you know, be a part of this. And so that continued further of like getting into youth group and getting involved in the church that was a part of that and um, trips and blah, 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 like all the things that come with youth groups. And so um, I remember, cause that was at the beginning of, a school year, so like August time. And then in December, there was a ski trip that they took. And so I went on that and I skied for the first time and it was awful. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever actually the I've only skied since like last year. And okay. it was also not off, not fun, not good at it. So I went on the ski trip and I remember that was the first time I felt um, the presence of God. I was really overwhelmed by that. Um, and I didn't really know what that was. Sure. Um, so just continued to go back. And then I think in the spring, um, there was another local trip that we went on. And um, that was the moment that I gave my life to Jesus. And um, just remember, there was a lot that I was carrying that I didn't understand at the time. Um, and a lot of freedom that I needed. And obviously was able to receive that with Jesus. And so um, just that continual progression of being invited and an open door for me to step in and learn. And so that's how I came to know Jesus. And then since then, um, has just been a continual, um, like there's been mentors and people in my life and I can just look back and even from being a part of that youth group and the, the like interns and people that Jesus placed in my life still hold a lot of weight today. Um, and just conversations I got to be a part of and things I got to learn and people that I got to be around that I really value and really set me up um, to know the Holy Spirit and to know relationship with God and not religion. Sure. Um, and so that's what it looked like. A lot of those years looked like being alongside people and, and knowing relationship together and what that looked like centered on Jesus. And so, yeah, so it was... I remember there was a time someone asked me like my story and I was like, I don't have this crazy story. Like it's, it's not really nothing like monumental happened. Like the Lord didn't save me from like, he saved me from a lot, but he yeah. didn't like, there wasn't something tragic or, you know, this big boom yeah. story. And I remember, um, as actually funny at that prayer breakfast, I kind of got to, to speak and share one time. Um, and it was talking about testimony and I was like, I just never felt like I had a testimony because I'm like, all, all, all that happened was like, Jesus saved me. And I remember the Lord was like, no, Harley, like Jesus saved you from death to life and yep. gave you freedom. And that is enough. And that is so good. And that's everything. It doesn't have to be, um, this big, big, big thing. Um, the fact that he just gets to save you and you get to come into a relationship from him is everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but since then there's definitely been all the things that we've gotten, we I've walked through. Um, that like, thank God I had Jesus, yeah. um, I couldn't do it without him. So yeah. So that's how I came to, that's so cool to know him. That's awesome. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about influence in your life. Who was a really influential leader to you? And do you still stay in contact with that person? Yeah. Someone actually, um, her name is Jordan. She was a huge influential leader. Um, kind of, Thinking back, we've been friends for it was weird because at the time she, I think she's like 28, maybe. So at the time, she seemed so much older than us. So she yeah. really was like 
this mentor leader and now we're like friends. She's yeah. still very much a mentor, someone that I would call on any day um, for wisdom or just prayers or anything. Um, but she like ha- she recently had a son and so like now we're friends and just get yeah. to be a part of her life. So it's actually really cool. But yeah, she um, we met on this retreat thing back a long time ago. And I remember, you know, those, those people that you like stay in contact with it. You're like, I don't really know why. (laughs) Like there are people that you're like, Oh, like we met and that was cool. We met for the weekend or we met at this trip and that was it. But for her, we met and had this connection, her and then um, my close group of friends from home. And so I remember we stayed in contact with her, but uh, none of us really knew why she was so much older. She was in college. (laughs) We were in high school, like young high school. And we were like, why? I don't, the Lord just had a connection there, yeah. um, which we're so grateful for. And so she, we stay connected with her, and then she actually came and interned at our church. And so we got to have kind of some direct influence by her. She got to be very close and just really instilled a lot of um, practices and like opened a lot of our minds to just who God was and who the Holy Spirit was and what that looked like, like I, like I talked about just relationship and we kind of, she got to model that and walk alongside us. Um, and so I just remember her, the years that we got to be around her were really monumental and set a lot of us up for how we are today. Yep. Um, and just conversations that we got to have that when I went to college, a lot of people were still discovering a lot of those things. And so I kind of got access to that pretty early on of just like um, coming into relationship with God for yourself, not from your family, but yeah. for Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, knowing the Holy Spirit, which is fearful for a lot of people. Um, and so just remember her influence was huge and kind of carried me into college and still today. So, yeah, we still stay in touch. We It's funny, we actually – I'm a big voice memo girl. And so I like her and one of my other good friends were in this group message and we always send voice memos back and forth. so funny. Um, I know her husband is always like, I cannot stand you. You sound like a grandma, like just text. And I'm like, no, no, no. Voice memos are amazing. Um, I sent Becca a voice memo on the way here. So it's funny. But she just, um, we were just talking about something like we um, call on each other a lot. Like we're just prayer warriors together. And so she had, called us this morning and was like, hey, I need you to pray for this. So just very still ingrained um, and in touch with what the mm-hmm. Lord is doing in her life and just kind of um, getting to see how that has been shaped. Because when I look back from so long ago, I'm like, gosh, I never would have thought that yeah, that would be how it is. But yeah, so she had a big um, part of just honestly, like the perspective and discovery and like vision that I got to have with the Lord and kind of getting to know him Um, and very much got to do that myself. But she was um, just someone that led us through that and kind of what that looked like. And she walked that. So just being around her was influential. So it wasn't even like that. She sat down and taught us like really, really well, but it was like, Mm -hmm. we just got to like integrate our lives with her. Um, And it was really influential and she's awesome. Um, And she'd probably die if she knew I was like talking (laughs) about her and saying all this, but yeah, she's incredible. Um, and she loves the Lord. And so just always encouraged by her. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What's your Enneagram? <laughs> I, I always tell people I'm a 12. I like to say, I like to say these days I'm Ennea confused. Um, so I, it's a, I'm trying to discover it actually. Okay. A lot of my friends and people would say I'm an eight. Okay. But I think there's 
partly truth in that, but I think I'm trying to discover the whole truth of that. I also sure. think eights get a really bad rap. So for a long <laughs> time, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not an eight. No, no, no. Um, but I also think there's very healthy and very unhealthy eights. Yeah, I know a so, lot of great eights. Yeah. We have a couple of great eights on staff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm a surrounded by eights, actually, within residency <laughs> and all that. So it's funny. I took all the tests. And I remember, I think when I took the test, which I know now, they're not very accurate. Um, I've actually been reading through, I actually haven't been doing very well, but I've been trying <laughs> to read through the road back to you, yeah. like the one people, uh-huh. everyone recommends. Um, when I took all the tests, I was like, it gave me a six. And then I think I got every number on the Enneagram when I took the That's test. Amazing. So I was like, you know what? Forget this. <laughs> and everyone tries to classify. I had like a bit, really big, I was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to be a part of that. Which also people were like, that's why you're an eight. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Um, so a lot of my friends would say that. I think there's partly truth in that. But there's, um, I don't know, I'm trying to figure that out. So stay okay. tuned. Great. Well, I always ask people, I'm like, what do you think I am? <laughs> I'm like, that's not helpful, Harley. You need to know what you are. You'll um, figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. We'll see. Um, let's do some fun, some fun stuff. What's the last TV show you binged? Ooh. Me. So I don't watch a ton of TV, not to sound super spiritual, but <laughs> I really don't. If I do watch TV, I'm always watching sports. Like now that the Braves are done playing, I, my nights are pretty, pretty sad. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But I typically am watching sports. But me and Shelby just rewatched through New Girl. Oh, yeah. I'm actually really mad at her still, so I hope she's listening to this. Because she told me. Did she, she tell watch you? without you? <laughs> she watched the last episode without me. And so the first time I watched through New Girl, I never finished the last season. So I was really excited to watch the last episodes. <laughs> and then I got home one day, and she's like, yeah, I finished. And I said, you did what? <laughs> Excuse me? I was like, you have got to move out. I'm so mad. So she actually finished it without me. But, yeah, so we just uh, watched through New Girl. Um, me and... Andrew started The Chosen. Okay. But I'll say, I I don't stay awake very late, and so I typically <laughs> fall asleep during shows and movies. Um, so we've started The Chosen, and I've fallen asleep in the last part of, like, a few of the episodes. Oh, no. So we've got to try again, because yeah, it's, it's really so good. good. It's yeah, so good. It's really good. But I'm like, I have to actually stay. We can't start this at 9 p.m., because I will go to sleep. Oh, I say, I'm such a grandma. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm in bed, I mean, 8.30. Oh, yeah. Every night. I fell asleep on the couch last night at like 8.30. I was like, this is ridiculous. But um, yeah, I don't stay awake very well. But New Girl is so quick and easy. And yeah. it's so fun. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so that's what I watched through. And then we started watching that. I need to, we need to actually finish it though. Yeah, you need to finish it. Yeah. Because it's really good. It's going to be hard for you to stay awake now that it gets dark at like 4 p.m. I know. <laughs> I um, was telling someone, I, was, I love um, to take an evening walk. And so where we live, there's like a, a small little park right on the road. So we can walk from our house, like down the road there. And we live in like a kind of a neighborhood area. So love to take an evening walk. And so I was sometimes I was like, I'm going to have to take a break during my work day and be like, pause. I'm going to go take my (laughs) evening walk at four and then I'll come back and finish my job. Yep. Um, But yeah. Yeah. It's a super weird part about living here. I know. It is weird. And I'm from Georgia. So it's like, yeah, it gets dark early there, but like. You know, six p.m. The good news is five. though, you sports come on earlier here. That's so true. So you can stay awake and watch That's the sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that encouragement. Just a little dose of optimism. For yeah. You. That's funny. Um, let's do one more one more fun question. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Mm, I think I would probably choose to be invisible. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. So that I could be in a lot of different spaces and like 
No one would know. No one would know. <laughs> no one would know. And I could, I'm also really nosy, so I could just listen on a lot of things and be in a lot of rooms. Um, so maybe that's what I would be. Okay. I don't know. If you were invisible, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You wouldn't creepy. know if I was invisible, though. Wouldn't that be cool. crazy? It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so weird. Thinking about that actually is a little weird. It's a little, it's a little weird, but hey, that's it okay. is what it is. Hey, I would know a lot of things. You would know everything. I would know everything, which maybe wouldn't be good, so <laughs> I don't know. Oh Well, thank you for coming to be on the podcast with us yes. today. Um, super great to get to know you. Um, if any of you see Harley walking around, definitely stop her and get to know her just a little bit. Take her to coffee and... Um, I like Mexican food, so take she does me. like Mex. Take her to Mexican food. We had a ten minute conversation about Mexican food before we started. We sure this, did because so. it is the best. It's the best food yeah, of all time. It's the best. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good day, and we'll talk to you later.